All right, so we're on the B side now, talking to the patrons. Uh, shout out to all the patrons. Hello, patrons. Hello, patrons. This is where we'd like to let our hair down. Matthew actually has mm. a nice, uh, a nice uh, a ponytail uh, that you can't, see. you couldn't see it in the A side, but he's let it down now. Uh, a man bun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've let down our man <laughs> buns, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we're gonna get into the fine grain, the nitty gritty, if you will. Uh, in a phrase that I use way too often, of inclusive ownership funds and this transatlantic left, this policy, political, technical marriage, this organic totality that's that's emerging in a really exciting way. Let's talk about some of the day-to-day aspects of inclusive ownership funds. What does it look like to be a worker in a firm that operates an inclusive ownership fund. You mentioned that your Green New Deal rollout is going to kind of have a sort of practical lived element. Everybody likes to talk about, you know, lived experience and everyday life seems to be the buzzword or seems to have been, perhaps that's over now, the buzzword in academia. What's the everyday life experience of a worker uh, that, that has an inclusive ownership fund? So I think in some ways the beauty, but I think I also recognize you know, the challenge with inclusive ownership fund is that while there are sort of core baselines, you know, this is about the, tran- the sort of transferring in of ownership, the transferring in of income control rights to sort of you know the public of the workforce rather than sort of those rights being controlled by external institutional investors. I think the beauty of it is that actually beyond those that baseline of a sort of redistributing of wealth and power it slightly depends on what the workforce wants you know it might be that as ownership funds scale they center new forms of value in what they think the purpose of enterprise should be so rather than the surplus you know being you know maximized to be distributed to external shareholders they say well actually we'd prefer to reinvest that in the rolling out of you know humane forms of technology that make work you know, a more joyful, more collaborative, more experimental experience, or just frankly make life easier. They might say, well, actually, you know, what we want the ownership fund to do is consistently sort of drive a strategy in which we can transition to a four-day week as quickly as possible. And that's how we're going to anchor our, our voting power, our use of corporate uh, um, you know, voice and strength, and you know, reinforce that with collective bargaining towards that end. And, you know, I think in some ways what I'm saying is that there, there is going to be a baseline of, you know, if these things are scaled, then the, you know, the average experience with that people will be getting money in their pockets, people will be getting that is currently not actually flowing to them, people will be getting a sort of collective stake, people will be getting sort of complementary channels for economic democracy because they will vote on strategic decision making, vote and elect the trustees of, you know, the inclusive ownership fund, they'll, you know, have opportunities to engage in real decision making. But beyond that, I think you would want to see a sort of rich pluralism. And you think you'd want to see them bend towards forms of enterprise which are sort of focused on labor's interest and labor's sort of value. But I think, you know, how that then cashes out, whether it's sort of, you know, some firms might push for four-day weeks, some ownership funds might push for, you know, sort of new forms of investment, some might just sort of frankly just tinker, you know, not be radically transformed. So I think the exact point is that you know, a rich democracy of the workplace through these funds would be quite pluralistic, quite messy, quite complex, but I think ultimately sort of richer, um, never materially, but people, but like rich in terms of 
a pluralism of what it means to to work. But I think you'd want to you you know you'd want a universal thing to be the decentering of the current way in which companies are owned and shaped and controlled by and for sort of external shareholders, executive management, institutional investors. So that is something you definitely want across the piece. This concludes your free teaser of this week's B-Side. Head over to patreon.com slash deadpundits and subscribe today to hear the rest of this episode and to double your DPS pleasure each week.